Welcome to You Should Get a License, the number one source for anyone looking to learn about or join the most underrated opportunity in business today, a career in the insurance industry. Get educated, motivated, and inspired for your journey as you learn both how and why you should get a license. Welcome back. Welcome back once again to the You Should Get a License podcast, your number one source for information, education, and inspiration on what I feel is the most underrated career opportunity today. Uh, This is Rod Powell checking in with you. I'm an insurance industry professional in the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area, specializing in employee benefits with mid-large size companies and medical brokers, and have a very, very, very special guest uh, that we're going to be speaking with today. Uh, this gentleman uh, has some phenomenal content uh, on his own platforms, on his own channels. And really, it was just five years ago that you know he was broke, had big goals, but you know really wasn't sure how he was going to achieve them. And he, he had a seven-year career in the banking industry, didn't really have a backup plan, kind of fumbled and fell and found his way into the insurance industry. And uh, really, with no industry background, no experience, he just decided to get licensed and property and casualty. He got with a a large insurance carrier and started to build from scratch, gave 1000% of his focus and over the course of five years built a $5 million insurance agency and is barely scratching the surface on his capabilities. Uh, He has his own channel. So we'll talk about that where he discusses entrepreneurship, self-development and the insurance industry and is the co-host of the Barbells and Briefcases podcast where you can find uh, anywhere you're listening to, you know, your podcast and, and getting your upliftment and, and the information that gives you value. So I am so happy, so elated to welcome all the way from Las Vegas, Nevada, Mr. Nicholas Saka. Nicholas, how are you doing today? Rod, what's up, man? What a beautiful introduction, man. I'm humbled to be here. Hey, thank you so much. Um, look, we are honored to have you. Uh, I've, I've, you know, seen your content. I've, I've seen the the value that you're offering to young professionals and speaking about your, your experiences, being very, very transparent about it. And that's really what, what this platform is all about. Um, what, where I want to start really is I want to just give a, a, an idea of, of where you specialize. One of the things about, you know, the insurance industry is, you know, when you work in this industry and you say, Hey, I work in the insurance industry, people make all kinds of assumptions. They really don't know. They could be thinking anything. Oh, well, you know, insurance. Oh, well, can you, can you do my auto? Oh, can you do my life? Could it be benefits? Could it be Marine? Could it be IT and insurance? It could be any, could you be a carrier rep? It could be all different kinds of things. So uh, can you talk a little bit about your specialty, you know, where you focus your business uh, in this industry that we work in? Yeah, absolutely. So I, we specialize in property and casualty, um, mainly home, maybe mainly personal home lines, uh, you know, investment properties and renter's insurance. We, we did really focus on life insurance when it was a priority. I represent Allstate. So uh, in my first couple of years, we did, we did have life insurance goals and, and things that we did need to hit in order to, to reach our bonus. But right now, uh, that's 
Allstate has sold their life insurance, I guess, department. And so we don't have as much of a, of a life goal. We crushed it in life, though. We were, we were top two in the state for like several years. And we weren't number one, but we, we were top two. And, um, but we mainly focus on the personal lines. You know, commercial lines, not so much. Allstate, unfortunately, doesn't have an appetite for it. But, uh, but we just quadruple down on the, the personal lines. And, and you're right. There are so many different, there are so many different uh, areas of the insurance industry. Uh, there's all sorts, the longer you're in this industry, it's like, oh, wow. You know, I, I, I'm, and you know, it's so funny you say that. I actually recently came to a realization that I need to change my, my branding on my YouTube channel to not just insurance, but I want to, I want to be known as the PNC guy. So that's something that I'm, I'm, I'm going to change effective moving forward because uh, insurance is so broad. There are so many other areas and I'm not versed in the other areas. So uh, I need to, I need to, um, to correct that moving forward. Yeah, absolutely, man. Hey, hey thank you for, for providing that. And you mentioned, and, and yeah, you know, to, to, to that point, you know, you are on the PNC side, which I know very little about. We talked about this just before we started recording, you know, PNC side, which I know very little about. I'm on the employee benefit side, which you don't spend a lot of time in. So it's like, you know, you could, two people can have very specific specializations in this business and build, you know, really phenomenal careers in, in either one of those specialties. And that's, that's part of, of what's so uh, dynamic about it. Now you spoke about, you know, being an Allstate agent and, you know, uh, you know, having that experience. Um, you're, you're, you're an agency owner. Correct. Correct. And, and you started that. You started that agency from scratch. So, how, how many offices do you have now? I know that you, I know that you started one office. Did you open a second office as well? Yeah. In two and a half years, we 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 bought a a, a small book for a second office, and then you know, fast forward, we just hit our five year mark, and another existing agent that was, I guess, retiring. Um, wanted to get out of the business, and he had a five million dollar book. So we grew roughly to 5 million organically. And, uh, and then I've just purchased a $5 million book, which is my third office. And so now that puts us at a $10 million book and we're still just getting started, man. I, uh, I'm, I'm looking to, to keep on, you know, as the industry changes, there's so many people looking to sell their books of businesses and people that are just ready to retire or they're just not, you know, aligned with the company anymore. And so they're ready to get out. I don't think I'm going to stop here, man. I was telling my team that we might, we might keep on keeping on. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no, look, congratulations, you know, on the success. And um, what, what I found, you know, just to be most impressed by is your length of, of time in this industry. So, you know, five, five years you've accomplished from, from the jump to, from the jump scratch now a $10 million, and I said $5 million in the introduction, but now a $10 million book of business. Um, how, how does that feel coming from zero to where you are now in such a short period of time? You know, it's, I'm not surprised. You know what? It's so crazy. Now, for those of you guys watching on, on YouTube, uh, those listening on the podcast, you might not be able to see it. But, you know, I went to this uh, seminar um, not that long, uh, you know, maybe six years ago, and it was this little piece of paper that you were able to write on and then slip into this laminated sheet right here. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, and it had the words on it. I'm so fired up and grateful now that dot, dot, dot. 
and you're supposed to put, you know, your a date. And I put five years from from that date. And uh, so I put that within five years, basically August 2021, that I'd have a five million dollar book. And fast forward, you know, a little bit, a little bit longer than five years, where we doubled that. And so it feels good, man. I mean, I I'm not surprised. I mean, because I've I just have big, big whys, big reasons why. Um, yes. I got them laminate. I've got that hung up right here, where I, I at all of my offices. I I used to put these goals and and little visions and uh, and things that I have wanted uh, even in my shower. I've laminated and put it in my shower, so I would yeah. see this thing every single day and. Um, and with the help of, you know, with the favor of God, with, with the right mentors and just putting in the work, I'm just a very driven person. I'm not the smartest dude, man. I'm, I'm actually pretty slow, <laughs> but I'm just driven, man. I will outwork. And, and so I'm not surprised. It feels good. And, you know, I just, I'm a firm believer in just writing things down and, and going to work. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. That, that right there is just just a nugget, you know, writing down your goals, you know, looking at them every single day, you know, uh, sounds like you probably journal as well. I know that's something that's, you know, been very important, you know, in my own journey. So, man, I, those those are the types of practices that really separate those that that do, you know, from those, you know, that that don't kind of hope and, and, and wish about it. Um, Here's what here's what I want to do. Since we talked we talked about goals, we talked about where you are at this point. You know, you're new to the insurance industry, not new to business. I want to go, you know, all the way back, not even to the start of your business career, but I want to go all the way back to, let's say, a nine, ten year old, you know, Nicholas Saka, and tell me, because I know it wasn't getting into insurance. What was the dream, you know, when you were growing up? What what did you aspire to be at that at a young age? At a young age, man, uh, I was a huge gamer. I was a very, I was a very big gamer. I love video games. I love wrestling. You know, like I oh, was, yeah. you know, a Stone Cold Rock era. Yes, <laughs> and, yes. And I, I was, I was a big gamer. I always, th honestly, thought I was going to be involved with video games somehow, and that didn't happen. I, I, uh, I like, <laughs> I bought this game called Skyrim one time, and this game was like an RPG. And this, I'll never forget. I like telling the story because I, I, in RPGs, those games where it's like you can go in so many different directions and you build your character and there's all these yes. different little, there's a main journey and there's all these little side journeys that happen. It's kind of like real life. Like the Final Fantasy. And, yeah. Yeah. And, I, and I'm not a big RPG guy. Just this game Skyrim was dope. You know, like you could be like, you could, you could create certain skills and build on those skills and you can, you know, will wield swords and learn magic and all sorts of cool stuff <laughs> yeah, and i i bought this game and i ended up putting at least maybe three and a half four hours into building my character and then starting the journey and then the next day and i woke up tired as heck to the uh, to the, uh i woke up tired as heck man uh when i was still in my banking years my banking and college years nice. i woke up super tired and uh and very unproductive the next day in sales and then the next day i probably put another six hours into the game and then the third day i took the game back to uh to, uh, to gamestop and i returned it for a credit because i was like man i got a real life character to build right. I, can't, I can't do this i can't do this <laughs> so i i had to sell the game and 
that's, uh, uh, I would say early motivations, things that really drove me early on was, was just seeing my parents, you know, they provided the bare necessities, just the, the clothes on our back, the food on the table, the roof over our head. And we, there were a lot of kids, so we all didn't get everything that we wanted. You know what I mean? Like we just got the bare necessities and, you know, that kind of affected me because when like school would start, I would see like kids with like, you know, nice clothes and, you know, and, and people fresh and, and, you know, people just had all these different things. When we would go to like the movie theaters with me and my, me and my friends, uh, I would have to barely scrounge up. I don't even know if that's a word, like barely round up maybe five, $6 for my mom. Is that a word? Yeah. Uh, and and my friends would get like 20 bucks, you know? And so little things like that just really like stacked up on me. When I needed a haircut, my mom would say like, you just got one. And I was like, mom, that was like two months ago. Like, right. like I need a haircut now. Like, <laughs> And so just not have, so seeing things like that drove me. And, and then seeing my mom pay for a lot of different things with a credit card. I knew the difference between her credit cards and her uh, and her paying with cash. I, I knew every time I saw a card, this is before debit cards are really like, you know, popping like that. And I knew every time I saw her pay with a card, I was like, that's not money she has. And I would always hear her kind of complain about that stuff. And so that really weighed on, weighed on me. And, and it just really drove me, man. And so yeah. as soon as I was able to start working, I worked every chance I could get. I, I don't have the entrepreneurial, like, you know, I sold baseball cards or or, you know, I wasn't selling candy at school, like, no, but as soon as I was able to, I got a job at the cafeteria. I, you know, worked on the neighbor's yard whenever I could. I, I, I worked for free at my cousin's pizza shop, door hanging, you know, little, uh, little, you know, advertisements. And, and so just any opportunity I could get to be productive and to make, even if it was five bucks, I would. And, and that just kind of stacked up, stacked up, stacked up. And, um, and, and I would say that that's kind of, what what kid I was but I was a huge gamer and I wasn't athletic all my friends they were athletic they were all on the basketball team me I just went to go I, I just went to the intramurals you know like so so and when they picked a team I already knew I wasn't getting picked up so I just shook hands with everybody I'm like all right fellas well time to go get a job you know <laughs> time to go get a job you guys have fun you know kill it this season yeah we'll go get a job <laughs> so. no, I feel you I feel you so 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 basically with the game, let me say, I don't know if you remember back in the, this is back in the eighties. So, um, you know, I, there was a, a film called, called the Wiz, called the Wiz, mm -hmm. the wizard with uh, Fred Savage. And it was uh, about, this is when super Nintendo was new. Okay. Okay. This is, so, this is way back. This is when super Nintendo was new and the competition. And it was about this, this kid who was going with his brother to try to get to this national competition for Nintendo to play uh, Super Mario Brothers 3 was the game, right? And, um, you know, now I know gaming is like a, you know, just billion dollar industry, you got teams and all that. But, you know, I remember, you know, that, that time and, uh, 
I think I'm telling my age a little bit, you know, by talking about this movie that came out in the eighties. But I remember that, that time, you know, seeing, that, I was like, man, that'd be cool to be able to game professionally. Cause eventually at the end of the movie, he got there and, you know, obviously it was, it was him. And then he had like a, a antagonist who was like another kid who was really good at the game, but kind of like a bully. And he ended up beating them and, you know, he won and got some money. But um, did you see yourself like when you were gaming and you were playing, did you see yourself like going to competitions and really, you know, making that a career or was that just something that you just, that was just a lot, just a lot of time that you were like, Hey man, I need to do something different. The only game that the, uh, the games that I loved competitive, like, I think when, when the online, when things started shifting to online, I, I've always been pretty competitive. And so when things shifted to online, I really got into that. And I, I was less about story mode, less about like beating a game and more about let's, let's play, let's just go straight into online. Let's go compete. Yeah. So I, I've always been competitive. And one of the games, uh, two of the games that I was very competitive with, um, believe it or not, fun fact is there was a game called NFL Street 2. Okay. And, and I was, uh, I was number one in the world at that for like what? Two months, for two months. For two months, I was number one in the world at that, but it was short-lived, you know, it was short-lived. But the reason I say I was number one is because I'll never forget, that was on Xbox, and I'll never forget, I went on to PS2's uh, uh, online waiting room or, or a lobby room or whatever, and I saw the number one dude on PlayStation in the lobby, and I was on my friend's account that had some, like, bad record, so he looked like a scrub. Yeah. on ps2 and so i actually invited number one into a game and he accepted and i beat him and, wow. so, that, and, so, and so when i beat him one he was probably upset because he lost some guy with like a five and eleven record right, right. And, like, and, How does and two uh you know i just i claimed the crown at that point i was like i'm the best you know i'm the best ever and nice. uh, but i think that's that was the, com the competing part is what was more important to me and i still I, because I wasn't really good at sports. Now I kind of look at that as uh, as the same way I'm running my agency. You know, right. one of my mentor told me this the other week and, and it stuck with me is it's not about being number one. Um, it, for us, it wasn't about being number one. It was about how much variance there would be between number one and two. And, and that stuck with me. And that's something I'm like kind of preaching to my team right now. Cause we're, we're approaching, uh, we're, we're, in our market, there's like three different states right now, yeah. and we're starting to become number one a little bit more often right now. And, and so I'm kind of feeding that into them as well. Like, hey, guys, it's not about being number one. We're supposed to be number one. Let's kind of run up the score, if that makes sense. Let's let's dominate. And let's dominate it. That's right. Dominate, it's like, yeah. Uh, it's like vanilla ice cream and chocolate. Have you seen that stat about ice cream and how no. far ahead like vanilla ice cream is over like chocolate and strawberry. Mm -mm. It's like the like the number one, two, and three ice creams like vanilla, chocolate, and strawberry, right? But like vanilla is, is like a hundred times higher than than chocolate for chocolate to be number two. It's a it's a cool it's a cool stat I um I've read about not too long ago. And I'm like, you know, you that that's a great point. It's like, yo, you, you know, you can be number one, but even at number one, you're still competing to like grow that distance right and, and really just be a master you know of your craft and uh we put up um we put up quotes you know on, on our on our instagram platform at, at ys get a license one of the, the the quotes we put up today was you know it's the will not the skill 
you know, it's the will, not the skill, you know, because you got to have that fight. You got to have that why. And uh, yeah, man, I mean, and, and your success is kind of a testament to it. So, all right. So, so coming out of coming out of school, uh, you know, you're playing sports, you, you got the gaming thing going and wh what got you into the banking industry? So how did that come about? Yeah, um, well, I wasn't playing sports. I was uh, I was just. Oh, you're just okay. Team. Your friends, your friends were on a team. You like, okay. Yeah. I, I went just to just to socialize. Like, gotcha. but I, I wasn't very good at uh, at sports, you know. So, but um, what got me into banking was, you know. So one of my best friends, he's the reason why I, he's uh, he's the reason why I got into insurance, and I shout him out all the time. He is somebody that was we we our first job was Subway, and so I get this job at Subway. I'm working with him and uh, our sisters are friends, so, you know, kind of family friends. And then he leaves Subway and gets a job at, at a bank. And he, and I'm still at the Subway. And so he would come by the Subway, still get some sandwiches every once in a while. And I would, I would serve him and he would show me like the leaderboards. He's like, man, look at this. Like, like uh, I'm, I'm number one, you know? And he was, you know, always like kind of, kind of would, would come to, come and flaunt a little bit and he would you know kind of brag about how much money he was making being in this commission-based job well not really commission but you know in banking it, it's their opportunity the opportunity to make commissions and right so I heard about group interviews uh not group interviews um it was like same day interviews going on for that same bank once upon a time and so I went and then I got a job in the same at the same bank as him Right. And then he ah. five years later, I think maybe six years later, he leaves the bank and he kind of fumbles around a little bit and he gets, you know, and he decides to open up an Allstate office. And so here I am about to get my business degree. And as soon as I got my business degree, it, it was for me, that was the only thing really holding me back from being an employee. I knew I, I wanted to run a business. I just didn't know what. And and so I quit banking. I fumbled around, you know, went into business with some other guy. Didn't really quite work out. Lost, lost the remainder of my savings. Had my four hundred one k left in a in a, uh, and it happened to be roughly like twenty five thousand. And after cashing that out, after the taxes, the penalties, fees, and all that stuff, I had about twenty two thousand of it left, which I used to start my my Allstate office, which fortunately at the time it only costed 25. It didn't cost, you just needed to show proof of funds of, of 25,000 um, back at that time. But that's kind of how the whole thing, uh, the whole thing happened. Yeah, kind of blossomed. So, so you guys, you know, we're friends working together. You, you guys were at the subway. He went to the bank. He comes in, he's showing you what he's doing. You're like, hey, I'm going to go ahead and and, and, and really explored this too. Mm -hmm. He ends up leaving the bank. He goes into the insurance industry and you're like, hey, you know, maybe that's an avenue as well. And, and, and just, and it just so happens that you end up having just enough to kind of, kind of launch, launch that, that agency. You know, yeah. And, and he actually kind of sold me on it. He sold me on it because he had asked me, it was his sister's birthday and they wanted to celebrate it at Top Golf. And I remember, I remember um, I was I quit working with that uh, with that other business, you know, in the in the in the uh, in between working, quitting the bank and opening my agency. 
And he asked me if I wanted to, to go to Top Golf. And in my mind, I was calculating Top Golf. I'm like, ooh, that's probably gonna be a smooth like 60 or 80 bucks. Like, I can't afford that. So I had to tell him, you know, like, hey, bro, and I I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm just broke right now. Like I can't go. Like my future looks pretty uncertain. I don't know what I'm gonna do right now. And so I, I can't make it. And he just said, Don't worry about it. I got you. I was like, You sure, man? Because I don't feel right, somebody paying for me. So I go and, and uh, we're having a beer and he's just like, you should open up an Allstate. And I'm like, are you sure? Like, I, I don't have, I've never managed people. Like I've, I've been around people. I've been in indirect influence of people. Like when I was a small business banker, I had to have influence amongst like all the different branches, but I was never directly managing people. And I was like, so I don't have insurance experience. I don't have management experience and I've never run a business. Like, are you sure I can do this? You know what I mean? <laughs> and he's like, you can do this. Like, I, I know you can. And I don't know if he was just trying to get his little $10,000 referral bonus right. or, 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 or if he really believed I had what it takes, but he, but he was a, he was a phenomenal leader and, and he, you know, he helped me um, in those first, you know, in those first five years. And, now he now he's gone on to go do epic things. He's he's opening up a bunch of subways now. Things nice. like full circle, right? See that I was gonna say, man, isn't that something? Right, right, full circle. And that's probably where the buck stops. I'm not gonna follow him in that venture. Right. I don't want to <laughs> deal with food, man. So, <laughs> yeah. But what a story, though. You know, what a story. And yeah, um, it, I think it speaks to a couple of different things. You know, one it one it speaks to you know just kind of accomplishing whatever you decide to put your mind to. But it's also, um, you know, that that sky is really the limit, you know, in, in this business, you know, and in, and in life, you know, wherever, wherever you want to invest that that in that energy. Um, and it also speaks to the fact that, look, you know, you, you're you're a product of the people who you hang around, you know, and, and who you're you're spending time with, you know, so that's, you know, that's one of the things that, you know, I think is is super important is to be around people that can inspire you. You know, be around people that can motivate you, and um, and look, it's good to have those friends that that push you because you you know there's always a soft competition, you know, between friends. Say, hey man, okay, I see. You know, steel sharpens steel. You know, iron sharpens iron. We gotta, yeah. gotta keep pushing each other. So so let's let's go back to when you decided to first open that agency. So he he, he convinced you. He said, okay, I'll, I'll go ahead and do it. What was it like? Like that first month having the agency here yeah. i am yeah uh this is where this is where i gave them you know a lot of credit uh this is where i give them um my my and by, by them i'm referring to to him and to my other buddy uh that because it was a kind of a few it was two people that came from banking but the only difference is they actually had management experience i didn't mm. and so uh, Will had two years of experience uh, as an agency owner and Brian had about one. And I, I'm telling you, I called them just about like maybe every day, if not every other day. And I just, that's why I like that guidance, that mentorship, getting resourceful. I know some people's excuses are that, you know, nobody wants to help me bull crap. Like, like you can, you will find, if you go searching, there are people like you out there. There are people like me on YouTube, there are dozens of people, there is the right friendships and mentorships. And I think as long as you're not weird about it, 
you know, right. and you, you go in with the right mentality, um, you know, i.e., uh, if you just show love to some of these people before going in for an ask, I yeah. think that you can get the support of just about anybody. And, and so that's, that's what I would attribute that very first month to was, I remember being disappointed too. I remember, I remember I, re I reached out to my entire phone book, my like everyone in my cell phone, everyone uh, on my Facebook, everyone on my Instagram. And just, I asked everybody from every walk of life to get an insurance quote with me. And, and half the people ignored me, right? Yeah. Half the people just read my message. Uh, the, another, you know, the, another 25%, you know, said, yeah, for sure you can quote me. And then just never got me all the information. And then about like one fourth of everyone I reached out to, uh, gave me an opportunity to quote them. And then I got frustrated that nobody wanted to sign up like right then and there. <laughs> and so my first month was like, man, we barely reached our minimum expectation and and I remember thinking to myself, like, what the heck? And I called my buddy and I'm like, dude, like, why don't these people sign up? Like, I'm getting them something better. And, and he's like, bro, not everyone's going to sign up on your, on your watch. Like, you just need to be patient, man. Like, they're, like, sometimes you can plant a seed right now and they might not actually sign up or get back to you for like a month or two months. And, mm -hmm. and so that, I remember that first month being, um, being like that and, I started out with two employees, one of which I, I had to let go within the first uh, two weeks. And it was, wow. it was the hardest thing I ever had to do because I never crash course. Yeah. I didn't, I never handled uh, terminations when I was in banking. I didn't handle firing people. And so this was hard. She was a little bit older. Um, and, uh, and I just knew right off the bat, I'm like, she's not a good fit. I just know that this just isn't going to work out. I brought her in because I had this requirement of having two staff. And so, yeah, that, that was, that was the first month. Yeah, man. Those are, I mean, look, those are, those are some, some really um, intense lessons, you know, just to kind of, kind of take on one. I mean, look, you, you're leveraging your mentorship, you know, and the resources that you have. I think it's a great point to say, look, you, you know, if you want something, you know, you, you have to go find it. Like not knowledge seeks no man. Right. So if you want to learn something, if you want to get good at it, uh, I remember one of my mentors told me, you know, you can, you can get mad or you can get better. You know, it, it's going to be one, of, it's going to be one of the two, but, you, but you're not going to be able to do both at the same time. So mm -hmm. um, being able to really find and leverage resources and, and then, you know, tough conversations, you know, that leadership development, man, you know, so when you think about like, like where you are now, you think about the beginning, uh, what do you feel like were some of the early challenges and, and, and difficulties that you had, you know, starting from scratch, not having experience in the industry that you were able to really, you know, kind of overcome, you know, th throughout your journey? Let's give me yeah. like top, top, top two. Yeah, so I know that I'm speaking to some people. Um, I So when I say, I like to joke and say, like, I'm not like, I'm not the smartest dude and and I'm not the sharpest tool. And, and what I mean by that is this, what might take you, Rod, somebody telling you one time, you know, like, hey, Rod, this is how it's done. You might understand it like right then and there. But for me, it's going to take me a lot of repetition for that to like stick. And, and so, you know, how I kind of 
compartmentalize my day was everything that everything that was more like administrative I saved for for after hours but everything that was the most important thing like I firmly believe that if you're starting a business sales is the most important thing like everything else is going to figure everything else will figure itself out right. that's right everything else will figure itself out but you need that's the most important thing in the beginning like just sell master the game of sales like figure out what you need to do because you know if you're not selling enough you're not going to have enough coming in and if you're not having enough coming in now you're you know the all that time you were wasting on stuff that had low you know um low roi like low return right returns like you were just you had the whole ingredients wrong and so one of the things that really helped me early on was was if i didn't understand something I saved it until like after 5.30 or I think we were actually our hours were, were nine to six back then. I saved it for after six and I would be, you know, the, I would be the last one to leave the office like over and over and over again. Everything that was very tedious and time consuming, I would save for the, you know, for the end of the day, but I would focus on the most important things during the hours of, you know, nine to six. And, and so that's what, that's what helps me, man. But I'm, I, I, got the time man you got time management in there like I'm, I'm just i'm just listening to you speak man and and um like i said it's 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 really powerful because i don't i don't even know if you're realizing like all of the lessons that you're giving just in talking right like just in saying what your journey what your journey has been you know you're, you're putting the extra hours in right hey you, you're the first one in the last one to leave we just call it philo first in last out you know i don't know if you use that same term right um you, you know, say, hey, look, you know, if, if there's something I don't know and I want to learn it, you know, I got to stay a little bit later. Maybe I got maybe I got to do it. I got I got to put in some 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 extra hours. I have to know. I understand that. Look, sales is going to drive all the momentum that I need. I have to you know, stay focused on that. Sales is going to take care of everything else. If you focused on making sure that you got business coming in, you can you can work out. the You can work out all the other detailed stuff. Right. Absolutely. And, um, you know, sometimes people, you know, when they, they jump into into this business, um, or, or maybe something that keeps them from entering the businesses, they get analysis paralysis, right? There's, there's like, I got to figure out how everything works first before I get started, right? It's like, no, you got, you got to get started and, and you're going mm -hmm. to figure it out, you know, as you go. And um, like I said, just, just listening to you, man. And, and look, you know, I, I don't know, unless I'm, unless, you know, you're a, you know, genius i think most people you know have to kind of put that time in to understand and and to do that do it over and over and over again that that repetitive action uh just to, to keep learning and retaining information so i like i said you know not i didn't want to interject too much but nicholas i'm listening man i'm like yo you know he's he's giving a class right now so whoever's listening he's, <laughs> he's giving a course like right now you know and and, and how to really stay focused and uh and really continue to build and develop yourself um at this stage in the game you know i know that i know that you're still driven you know very ambitious um got a, got a lot of years ahead of you i mean how, how do you stay motivated now like what do, you, what do you do to continue to motivate yourself well i just find different whys and so right now it, it's i'm trying to make it less about me you know like i tell my team all the time right now that uh in my mind my agency's already built and what I mean by that is, is that 
when I first started, of course, I just wanted to get like rich, man. <laughs> like I think like we all want to do like we, I just want to get rich. <laughs> and and over and now that you know like crazy things, man. Like dude, I was eating, I was on the beanie cheese and rice uh, burrito uh, and hot and spicy diet, you know, and ordering water cups to save the two fifty. That's it. You know, every single time, and I did that for like a decade, and and so now that some of the things now that I'm able to like you know, travel places and, and, and eat, you know, at nicer restaurants and take care of my family whenever we're out eating out. And, and I really don't have to look at bills and things like that. Now that like I'm get to experience, I've gotten to experience some of those things. Now my main priority is how do I get my team? How do I help them? Right? Like I have, to, uh, and my entire team, I make them write their goals down. I need to understand what their goals are and I don't make my business I don't, I don't expect them for them to make their lives revolve around my business. So let me, for example, like I, I have, um, I want to know what their goals are. And then I, I, I dissect what their goals are and I make them um, equivalent to what that's going to, uh, how that's going to translate into what their sales goal needs to be here at the office. And then that way, when they attack their sales goal, they can expect this much in commissions or what have you, and then they can use that to build and fund whatever they've got going on. So uh, I just changed my whys. Right now, it's all about my team. It's all about helping them get to where they want to be in life. And even deeper than that, my true uh, my true whys are, you know, I'll, I'll show you right here. I mean, I, I've got it right here. I've, yeah. I basically... Uh, and this is everything I care about in one photo, right? Yeah. You've yeah. got you've got everything I care about. I've taken this Word document. I've taken a bunch of Instagram photos of of people and everyone that's important to me. You've got my nieces. You've got my lady. You've got you know my my. I just this is what's important to me, and so that's what I use to to fuel me. And that's what uh, like Tony Robbins says. It's not that I. I don't have to push myself to my goals. My goals, my goals pull me towards them. So yeah. that's what drives me, man. I mean, my my nieces don't really have uh, a strong father figure in their lives, right? So I feel like that's my responsibility, <laughs> right? I, I want I want to be there for them. I want to help them whenever they give Uncle Nick a call, right? I don't have kids yet, but you know, when I do, you know, I'm already forecasting for that. You know, take my your mom, time, man. Take it, take your time. My mom, right? My mom. <laughs> you know, no, mom, by pushing you, but take your time. You know, but uh, but my mom still works, man. I mean, I pay her um, handsomely to to clean my offices, but she still works, and you know, and I, I want to make sure that she doesn't have to worry about anything like, ever. You know, that's an easy one, and so just changing your wise, man, and um, and my selfish ones. I mean, God, I can go on, man. Like, I just have so many things that. Uh, that, that I want to do in this life, man. And, and we're limited. So in time, we're limited in time. And so, you know, the older I get, I'm 32 now, the more I, I analyze how important every single day is. And, and, and it's crazy, man. So we, we've got a short amount of time to, to make a big impact. That's right. That's right. And Tom, Tom, Tom moves fast, man. I'll tell you 10, 10 years, another 10 years is gonna, gonna fly just like that, you know, just like that. Absolutely. So, um, and, and, you know, earlier you had mentioned, you know, growing up and I'm glad you brought your, your mother, mother back up and, you know, your family, how many siblings were there? How many siblings did you have? 
so my dad has my dad has nine kids wow it has nine and um and four of them are with my mom okay and the other five are with my stepmom and um so yeah lots of kids um and uh yeah yeah yeah, no, I was just wondering if that drove like, you know, some of the competitive edge, you know, that you have, you know, even now, you know, because um, you can feel it like I can I can hear it, hear it in your voice, you know, uh, was it was that competitive, like having that those siblings? No, that's not where my you know what, like, that's not where my competitiveness kind of came from, man, I, I, uh, <laughs> I don't, you know what, I think. I, I always kind of felt like I was, um, I always kind of felt like I was underestimated in, in, in high school. Like I knew how great I wanted to be, but nobody else kind of saw it in high school. Yeah. And then in high school, right? Like everyone's so shallow, like it's everyone, nobody knows anything in high school. Right. That's right. Uh, but you know, not being athletic, but hanging around all the dudes that were athletic and, and basketball stars and football stars and things like that. And here I am, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not really the freshest dude. <laughs> like, I don't right. have no money to spend on clothes. Uh, and <laughs> I think like, that's, hey, where, that's where the, go ahead. Now I was gonna say now like, hey, Nicholas, um, uh, can you sponsor our reunion? <laughs> yeah, can you sponsor all this, all this stuff? But I think that's where it came from, man. It's just kind of like, just being underestimated and, yeah. and, and things like that. I think it just kind of all stacked, all stacked and then, yeah, man, I don't, I don't know where, where the competitive competitiveness comes from, but I just, I just don't want to be great, man. That's it. I mean, hey, you look, being, being the underdog is, is, is a part of it. I think that, you know, you, you know, you have to, and you said, you said it, you said, um, you know, others might not have seen, you know, how great I was, but I knew how great I was. I knew how great I could be. And, and yeah. that's, that's really where, where it starts, you know, and, um, once again, an, another lesson from Nicholas Saka. Like he just, he just keep dropping. You just keep dropping them throughout the conversation, man. <laughs> like really. So you, you talk a little bit about about the trips and uh, you know being able to take care of your family. And and I'm sure that you know at, at this stage, you know your, your mom is really proud of everything that you've accomplished. And um and your nieces, they really are looking up to you and looking at looking at you as that example. And you know you have a you know beautiful lady, you know, and and, and everything is going well. How how do you how do you feel like, and maybe this is a part, maybe it's not. How do you feel like, you know, having a a, a license or, or has really impacted impacted your life? And and give a, a couple examples of that. I think we we know, but yeah, um, you know, I just with something you said early on in this call is, uh, in this call on, on this on this podcast is is the insurance industry being like kind of underestimated or like the best kept secret. And I firmly believe that, man. And uh, I, this get, it's, I, what's, I don't know how to say it. I, I just, that, that license changed my life. Um, if it wasn't for the insurance industry, you know, I, I think, I think, you know, there's so many different routes you can go with insurance. And for me, this was, all the confidence boost that I needed to learn business and um, at least a foundation of business, right? Because, you know, my, my name's on the door, right? And, and obviously this, uh, we, we own our books of business at Allstate, which is cool um, because it's an asset that we can sell someday. 
but um, uh, but at the end of the day, uh, this the the signage on the door, like I didn't create the Good Hands logo, right? I didn't create the Good Hands logo. the The system is their system, right? They're the ones that work everything out. So, um, but this gave me, you know, but but everything in this building, right? And all three of my offices is mine. Everything from the desks to the computer to to that and for anybody that's i guess wired like me like you want to own a business someday but you're just not quite sure how or where to start if you by starting in the insurance industry and working for an agent you're working for a small business owner um and and so you get to learn just kind of firsthand like i think working for an agent where i'm in total control of my of my compensation would have been a lot more impactful for me than working in banking and working in banking at where it's like the hourly was decent, but the commission structure was okay. Mm-hmm. I think running a business is, is just sales on steroids with a little bit, a lot more organization in, in, in a way. And without the license, none of this would have been possible, but I think no matter what, what license you get, you get with the insurance industry, it'll give you an opportunity to, um, to take that first step into being exposed to all this stuff, especially if you work for a really good agent. And how will you know if you're working for a really good agent? Interview a bunch of them. You know, feel the vibe. Feel the vibe. Do some research. Get to try to get to know who you're you know, going to be working with. And, yeah. and I think that that can give you all the experience that you need to uh, for whatever that next level is in your journey. Absolutely. You know, like I've got, I've got a guy, I've got a guy in here. Um, um, I, I really love this guy. He's, he's particularly new. Um, you know, he, he has, he's very talented in music. Like I firmly believe he, he can blow up as a rapper and, uh, and him working with me. I want to see that happen. I'm right. just, I selflessly just want to say, like, I know that guy, you know what I mean? And he's yeah. like, actually like here in this particular office right now. I want to selfishly be like, I know that dude. You know, if I hear his music, I'm like, I know that guy. Like, he worked with me, you know. And that's funny, and, man. Like, that's you know, my background before insurance is music. Go ahead. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. And I and I totally want to see him succeed. And and I know that you know he prior to this he was just working at Amazon, yeah. making like maybe like fifteen bucks an hour, maybe thirty yeah. bucks an hour. No opportunity for commission. No opportunity to control that income. And so when I so when I coach him. I want to see that he maximizes our compensation structure and then to use these commissions to reinvest in whatever he wants to, uh, whatever he wants to do. You know, maybe that's his music. Maybe that's, you know, I don't know what that is and I don't know how long I'll have him, but I know that I'm going to give, as long as he gives me hundred percent, I'm gonna give him 200% of return to help make whatever he wants to have impossible. And it all started with the insurance license. So that's right. That's right. No, that's phenomenal, man. Like even, okay. So, so now, now you've, now you've taken it to a different level, right? It, at first, you know, it's, you know, the license changed my lifestyle, right? Um, it helped me change my family's lifestyle, but really now it's allowing you to change others' lifestyle, mm-hmm. helping them to, to fuel and, and, and funnel resources into their dreams as well, right? Just adding value, not only to the clients and customers, but also to your team members and I tell you, man, it, it's um, 
it, it's really just encouraging and inspiring to hear. Let, let me let me and, ask you what. And, and, watch, of, and watch this, watch this. It's way cheaper than a four-year degree. It's way cheaper than a four-year degree. Man, look, if someone had told me at 18, go get your insurance like I don't know if I would have been mature enough to listen or not. But if someone said go to get go get your insurance license and you know start your career, you know, I might have a lot less student loans. I don't know. Right. You know? <laughs> Man. <laughs> you know, but uh, but no, not not discouraging getting get education. Look, get the education, you know, still give you a great, you know, kind of foundation to, to start building on. But um, but but you're right, man. I mean, and and what you get out of it, just going through that process, and that that kind of leads me to to what I wanted to ask you. I mean, you know, we talked about resources and what has it kind of allowed you to do. I mean, how how has it changed you as a person? Man, um, sheesh. Um, okay, so how it's changed me as a person, I will say, I think just I think running a business changed me more as a person than anything, and so. I don't know why this is the first thing that comes to mind, but you know, I, I've I always I I've been, I've always been broke, man. Like I've always been, you know, just <laughs> barely squeaking by. And part of it was for just paying for my my education. I I graduated college debt free, which is a blessing because right. I made sure it took me seven and a half years, but I made sure to pay every semester at the as much of it as I could. And so that's why I delivered pizzas. That's why I, you know, I, I constantly work my face off. So that way I could try to chip away at that and, and not have to go into debt for this stupid piece of paper. And, and so good move. the biggest thing that changed in me when running a business was I was always so calculated because at the bank, I knew in my best year in seven years of banking, I, I barely, in my seventh year of banking, I only made $47,000. And every year, and that was my best year. And that was my seventh year. And every other year, I mean, it was like pathetic, dude. Like I barely only made maybe 40,000, 37, 34, 36. And, and I was in a sales position where just I wasn't number one. I, I'm not even going to lie and say that I was, I was top 10 or top 20, but I was certainly at, there were moments where I was, I was top notch, but still the commission structure didn't allow me to do much. And so I always, I guess, lived each day with a scarcity mindset. And so some, even family members and people that knew me, uh, they, they would say that I was, I was pretty frugal or cheap, right? Right. And that whole thing changed when I went into business because like I really, for the first time in my life, tested, um, I really tested, if I'm being honest, um, giving way, just giving, just giving. And then, you know, let me, and, and faith, right? Like, let me just try this internet lead source. Let me try with this employee. Let me just, you know, give my mom this money let me give my dad this money and <laughs> and yeah. so that's when the game kind of changed for me was was this insurance opportunity this business ownership opportunity for the first time in my life I, I really started to just put way more out 
And as a result, so much more comes back in. It's crazy. And I never understood that at first. I never understood that. I was like, how? Because I'm so calculated. I'm like, if I give this person $400, like, how am I going to, <laughs> you know what Law I'm saying? Law of reciprocity, man. Law of yeah. reciprocity. More you give, more you get, you know? Yeah. So no, I think very dope. Very that's dope. the first what? thing that comes to mind. No, awesome. Um, so so what's your goal now, man? I mean, you know, you, you just, you know, bought, you know, your third book of business. You got, you know, three offices. I mean, you've been massively successful already. Um, you know, what, what, what is the, what's the, what's the end goal look like for Nicholas Hacker? From this stage, I, I want to continue scaling. I, I want to continue scaling and continue to grow to at least a 15 to $20 million agency. Um, I want to help more people on my team make, uh, make six figures plus, um, and that's what I want to do here at the team um, with the, with the, within the agencies. I just want a high paid team. Like I just want every single yeah. person in here to be winning. Yeah. And, but deeper than that, I, you know, with things I'm, I'm growing my YouTube brand. I'm, I'm trying to make a dent in that space and try to offer as much free value as possible. I may come out with, you know, maybe I might come out with a product of some sort, maybe coaching. I don't know yet. And, uh, from there, I know that I want to do two other things. I want to become a huge real estate investor. I kind of want to use the funds from this to really dive into real estate, um, you know, now moving forward. And I do want to publicly speak. I would love to publicly speak. And I'm getting that first opportunity in, um, in September uh, with uh, my mentor is going to allow me to speak to like 800 people, 800 insurance agents. So I'm very pumped for that. And that's going to be something new for me. And I just, uh, I, I just, that's something I know, I definitely know God's calling me to do is to speak to large organizations and try to inspire people somehow. So yeah. options, options. Yeah. Options. You got options, man. Yeah. But real estate Real estate, yeah. and then and then you know I got a I got a fitness brand, barbells and briefcases. We do a podcast, and I, you know, we we got some apparel. Um, you know, we I, I love fitness and self development, so you know we may open up some big gym out here in Vegas. So if you're ever here for a conference, yeah, in the future, I don't know when. I I can't give you a date when, but I know at least in the next ten years that we'll have some epic gym out here with a beautiful digital marketing studio where we're going to do a podcast and all sorts of cool stuff, man. So you have to come and hit up our gym and we'll do yeah. come, and, come and get interviewed and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure, man. I, I absolutely will do, um, you know, Vegas, you know, my, my wife and I, that's where we got married in Vegas. Oh, okay. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> we, and we have, we have a top share out there. So we're actually due for a trip to Vegas. <laughs> I'll definitely reach out. We'll have to connect for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, you know, look, man, the story that you that you shared has just been phenomenal. I, I feel like there's a book coming, you know, in, in your future, too. <laughs> maybe you may be, you know, I never, <laughs> you know, I never put that out in the universe yet, but I feel like at some point uh, I'm going to have to, you know, for uh, for those who um, are, are thinking about, you know, getting in this business. There, there's two pieces of information I want you to share. One, for those who are thinking about getting in this business, what last piece of advice would you have for them? 
um, if they're maybe they're on the fence, you know, maybe somebody had mentioned it to them and they're thinking, hey, I, I don't know if I want to do that or not, you know, or or maybe yeah. they saw an advertisement or maybe, you know, they saw one of your videos and or, or maybe they are listening to this interview and they're just kind of kind of on the fence on things. What, what would be, you know, kind of your closing words to them about, you know, stepping into this industry? Yeah, uh, get around the right people and, you know, make sure you're working for for working with or for the right people if you if you go in and you go work within you know go work for somebody else make sure they're the right leader if not if you want to start your own thing make sure you become the right leader and 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 you know seek mentorship i would say that that's been huge for me and above all just be coachable i think that's the biggest thing that's uh, that's that's helped me and that's something that I look for in all candidates and all people is if, you know, if I, if, if I, if somebody wants to be successful working with me, um, and I know that if I want to be successful, I've got to be coachable. So, you know, if somebody, if I notice an area where I can improve in, or somebody notices an area where I can improve in, you know, be open to that. I think that's such a huge characteristic that, uh, that's kind of stuck with me. And, and that's something that, you know, my, one of my mentors, he, uh, something that he, he's always said is to be coachable. And, and that's one of the things that he's kind of, uh, commended me for is how coachable I am that when he gives me something, I go and I start attacking it. And, and so that's some, some of the same things that I expect for my team. And so if you're coachable, I really think that you, you can go far in this industry and, or this, or this industry could just be a great stepping stone for you into your next thing. Yeah. So, yeah. no, I, I love that. And um, if someone, let's say, you know, someone's in, in Vegas or, you know, I know you're, you're a San Diego native. Yep. Right. Okay. Someone's in California or, or wherever they are, they want to get in contact with you. They want to find out, you know, more about, you know, what you're doing. Maybe they want to get started in that area. I know, I know you're, you're always looking for great people, you know, um, how, how, can, how can folks reach out to you? How can they, they get in contact with you on business? How can they get in contact with your content, get connected with that? You know, I know we'll be sharing it, but how can they get connected with your content as well? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, so I'm looking at my name on this Zoom video and it says my sales manager's, uh, <laughs> my sales manager's name. <laughs> so let me update that. So it's uh, uh, Nicholas Saka. So uh, last name is spelled S-A-K-H-A. I'm, you'll, you'll find me on YouTube. You'll find me on, uh, on, on Instagram. You'll find me as Nick exclusive. And so on Instagram and TikTok, we put out a ton of content. You know, if there's anything that I believe we specialize in it's branding and so, and, and social media and using that to get referrals and using that to build your business, using that to, to increase your sales. We just, something I'm pretty natural at and, uh, and something that we've done pretty well at. And, you can find me on LinkedIn as well, Nicholas Saka, but you'll mainly find me active on Instagram, Facebook, and uh, and YouTube. Absolutely. Hey, look, man. Well, look in the uh, description. You know, we'll make sure we have you know links and uh, uh, make sure you check out you know Nicholas and, and see what he's doing. I mean, it, it's phenomenal. You know, where when you see people who are successful, um, you know, success always leaves a trail you know, it always leaves a path. So anything that he, he's given you is going to be something that's going to be beneficial. You know, there's so many nuggets in this conversation that I think folks are going to be able to walk away from. And, and I appreciate you once again, just taking the time and, and, and really, you know, sharing 
on this platform, we will certainly be promoting what you're doing on our platform as well. And for those who are listening, you know, if you if you if you feel like feel compelled, uh, reach out to Nicholas. I know he'd be happy to hear from you and, and connect with you and uh, maybe heard something that made you think to yourself, maybe you should get a license. So until next time, thank you. And we'll talk soon.